Every one of us has had losses, some of them very recent. It is one of the most critical learning elements in our life, dealing with that death and dying process, and we're not very well prepared for it in this country. But I know for a fact that even in grief, there is a place for what we have called humor, that sense of perspective and that sense of joy in being alive, that somehow, somewhere, you have to stop and talk to another person about the good of the life that happened. That's C.W. Metcalf. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Thursday. I am thankful for you tuning in with me today as we have C.W. Metcalf back on the show to discuss a different way to experience grief. And you know, oftentimes, We view the loss of someone as a negative experience and we tend to be very melancholic. But CW is here to encourage us to look at grief a little differently. And instead of wallowing in sadness, we can instead find some moments of remembering the joy that we shared with our loved ones and to also share a little bit of humor as well. So without further ado, Here's C.W. Metcalf. Enjoy. Grief is a unique human experience, a loss to death. And even in that experience, I think there is a place for what we have defined as humor. And sometimes you can have grief experiences for 40 years. If you don't know how to grieve, if you don't know how to process the loss to death of someone you cared about, you can grieve for the rest of your life. And humor, in my mind, fits in this way. I have dealt with a lot of death and dying. And the most successful bereavements are the ones that somewhere along the way, maybe a year or ten later, include the person sitting down and talking to someone else about the joy or the celebration of that person. Sharing the moments that were good. Telling another human being about the laughter and the lightheartedness. About the play and the good. Celebrating that the life existed rather than continually focusing on the fact that it is gone. I had a woman tell me a story one time that I will share with you because I think it illustrates the point. She came up to me after a workshop, and I used to tell a story about this. She said, that story you told about grieving, was that a lie? I said, "Uh, well, not exactly. She said, what? I said, well, you know, it's kind of part of a story I heard and part of something that happened to me and, and part of something somebody else told me. She said, like a lie? I said, yeah, yeah, like a lie. She said, well, I'm going to give you this story and you use it because it's a much better story and it's true. (laughs) So I'll share it. When she was younger, she was about 70 when she told me this story. When she was younger, they had three children, 12, 13, and 14 years old. Her husband got sick and died very suddenly, very abruptly. In fact, she went to the hospital one night. He'd gone in with these pains. They couldn't find out what it was. And it was tough on them because they were a very close family. 
She said, we were so close, we voted on everything. And I mean, we voted on what to have for dessert on the weekends. We voted on what radio shows to listen to. That'll tell you how long ago this story was. We voted on uh, where to go on vacation. We voted on who would do the work around the house. She said, we weren't stupid when the third child was born. My husband and I decided we have two votes each because we need to maintain a little control here. She said, but sometimes he'd side with one of the kids, you know, but that's how we got them involved in the decision-making process. We were a very close-knit family. I went to the hospital one night. I walked in. The doctor said he was going to come home the next morning. I went in to talk to him, and he handed me an envelope. He said, honey, if anything happens to me, open this envelope. She said, what are you talking about? The doctor said, you're fine. They couldn't find anything wrong. He said, just humor me. Take this, okay? If anything happens to me, then you open it. She said, okay. She got a call at 3.30 in the morning. He died in the middle of the night. It was a crushing blow to the family for a lot of reasons. One was, this was at a time, as she explained to me, women did not just go out and get a job. She was a, a homemaker, and she considered that a career, and she was real good at it. But her husband had been the main means of financial support, and now that he was gone, it meant they were gonna have to split the family up, and the kids were gonna have to live with different relatives. And that was tough. And at the funeral, as everybody had left, they knew they had to have this conversation about where did the kids want to live, and they had to have it pretty soon because she only had about a week's money to keep them going. Her daughter turned to her and said, gee, Mom, it's too bad we have to split up the family now because this means we outvote you. <coughs> and she said, I almost hit the kid. And then it suddenly occurred to me she was just trying to let off a little of the pain that she was feeling. And I remembered something that my husband had put in the envelope, and I pulled it out and handed it to the kids. And on it, this man had written, my last will and testament to my wife, I leave my two votes. <laughs> and she said, when the kids saw that, they started laughing. And then we started crying and we laughed and we cried and we laughed and we cried. She said, the funeral director walked in and said, excuse me, this is a funeral parlor. <laughs> and she said, I got off my chair and I backed that man up against the wall and I said, don't you dare tell me I do not have the right to remember my husband and laugh. She said, it's been very difficult. It's going to get a lot tougher. He was a wonderful person, and we're sharing that. And if we want to laugh, we'll laugh, and we've paid for this room for another 40 minutes. <laughs> and he said, oh, I'm sorry, I understand you're grieving. Pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. That experience led those people to decide they were going to use the week they had left not to think about where they were going to live, but how to keep the family together. And they came up with a solution to that. Every one of us has had losses, some of them very recent. It is one of the most critical learning elements in our life, dealing with that death and dying process, and we're not very well prepared for it in this country. But I know for a fact that even in grief, there is a place for what we have called humor, that sense of perspective and that sense of joy in being alive, that somehow, somewhere, you have to stop and talk to another person about the good of the life that happened and share those things as well. And that's very difficult. I had members of my family die that I did not like very much. People that I had always perceived were part of my problem. And celebrating their life did not prove easy. We had to find ways to do it. And one of the ways I'll never forget was someone said, to, I said, I cannot talk about anything good this person did because this person made my life miserable, thank you very much. And there's nothing to celebrate. And they said, well, this person acted like this, didn't they? And I said, yes, they did. And they said, are you going to act like that? And I said, I certainly am not. And they said, then why don't you thank that person for teaching you how not to act? <laughs> I said, okay, you win, we'll celebrate. 
Sometimes it's that tricky, but it's got to be done. Big thanks to C.W. Metcalf for stopping by. Unfortunately, he doesn't have any contact information for you to connect with him. But if you'd like to check out today's, where we got today's clip, you can go to audible.com. It's an audio program entitled Lighten Up the Amazing Power of Grace Under Pressure. All right, that is a wrap for me. If you like today's show, please don't forget to follow the show, share it, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. As I always say, and I truly, truly mean, I really, really appreciate you taking out some time in your day to do that. All right, that is a wrap for me again. (laughs) I hope you have a balanced rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.